Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week I am once again joined by the author and positive thinker Adam DeColibus. Now if you tuned in last week you'll know that Adam is the author of the book A Caravan which is a historical fiction novel uh, which was inspired by a lot of his travels around the world uh, when he was younger and as he's kind of aged and things uh, and he's always wanted to be a storyteller and things so he goes into that in sort of part one of this chat which I would really recommend anyone who's listening right now if you haven't checked out part one go back and listen to it it's on the same feed and everything like that um, but if you want to go through part two and you haven't heard part one that is completely fine because both parts do still work great by themselves. So for a little bit of detail before the chat gets started, uh, in this part we speak about Adam's future as an author, what he kind of wants to look into as he goes on, um, his literary influences. Um, we talk about movies a little bit, we talk about Tarantino and Takai Waititi a little bit, and we don't talk about any spoilers for either of their new films, but we do lightly sort of talk about the films in general. Um, but I haven't seen either Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Jojo Rabbit, so I couldn't spoil them even if I wanted to. So um, we had a little chat about that. Um, we spoke about sort of uh, pushing through adversities to achieve goals, which as any regular listeners will know, is a very common theme in this podcast you know i often say struggle breeds character in fact i think i said in this podcast as well um we then also talk about the value of being empathetic uh, the importance of exercise and just general self-care um, not allowing others to ruin your day um and also um it's stoicism actually comes up quite a bit which is uh a sort of mantra almost that Adam kind of adheres to. Oh, not quite a mantra, but, you know, a line of thinking that Adam uh, has read about and likes to use in his own life. And he speaks a little bit about stoicism uh, nearing the end of the podcast as well. So all those things and a lot other stuff is going to be included in this chat. I also want to say that I guested on the Brave Files podcast. Um, any of you regular listeners will know because I had Heather Vickery of the Brave Files on my show a little while ago. Um, I was on the Brave Files episode 86. Um, I talk about the passing of my dad and things like that. So um, there's an episode of Genuine Chit Chat number 24 which speaks about that thing. I basically talked to my brother about us both losing our father. Um, it happened several years ago now. So it was quite an honest, nice conversation. It wasn't all like deep and dour and things. Uh, but the conversation with Heather was a bit more about my character and how things had actually changed for me as an individual so link to that in the description that's pretty much it for me guys um there'll be a quick promo by the casual birder podcast um that's by Susie. um she is amazing uh Susie. she does a lot for the podcasting community uh, both locally and also just worldwide she does a lot of cool things so if you want to listen to a chilled out podcast about nature and that sort of stuff obviously it's called the casual birder because it's about birds and things it's a really really good podcast to get into it's really nice and chill and Susie is an excellent host so a link to that in the description as well go check that out thanks to all of you guys for listening as always um and you can follow us on the usual social media channels at genuine chit chat on you know instagram facebook and twitter um reviews are always helpful blah 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 subscribe you know share the show i love you all very dearly for doing all of these sorts of things and listening to me pre-ramble so uh, without further ado uh here's the podcast and i'll be back at the end it's Susie here from the casual birder podcast i love watching birds whether it's those that visit my garden or ones that i see when traveling Birdwatching is a great pastime. It can be done with others or alone. You don't need expensive equipment. Your eyes or ears are enough. And best of all, it doesn't need any great commitment. The casual birder does as much or as little birding as suits them. Join me each week to hear about the birds I've seen, interviews with others, and stories from listeners around the world. The Casual Birder Podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. You know, who knows how much it's affected our lives, but that's also, you know, looking looking towards the future with history. I think it's one of those things that, that you can can draw from examples and think you know what's happening now that has happened before and you can you can sort of detach in a way and look at your own situation through history yeah exactly it's the way you mentioned it as well is exactly like when you're witnessing things as like elon musk he is almost certainly going to be looked at at the very least as an important figurehead for the uh, 21st century especially with renewable energy and his sort of stance on that and it's I almost describe it as uh, like an anchor point in a sense. Like the the big, the most the biggest anchor point everyone generally knows would be uh, sort of World War Two. I know because of World War Two because of the Holocaust and all the other horrible stuff that happened with it, but also everything happened with Europe, the European Union, etc. All these different things all kind of happened because of that one event. Obviously, be World War Two and everything that came with it, very a bad thing. 
it's an anchor point to history and then seeing the effects that that has had still today but also the trajectory that changed human history on it it's crazy it, it it's it's amazing and it's really interesting to hear and kind of jumping off that in in a similar sense i'm intrigued as well is um obviously you've got your other book that you're working on and things um have you got i assume you do but do you have plans to sort of once you've almost kind of keep getting in your book cycle so like you've got caravan out then you've got the other one um they'll be coming out in the future and then have you got quite a few little sort of little ideas of where you kind of want to go as an author uh yeah yeah i'd like to um i, I think this is going to be a pretty simple answer but i i pretty much just like to uh keep on writing books uh that people can can get an interesting perspective on and um get shown something that 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 you know, I think the phrase that somebody used to to describe a book that Paolo Coelho wrote is life enhancing. Um, that's something that I just I try to think about when I write is how is this you know I don't try to be like a motivational speaker or anything, um, but I try to think you know how is this going to add some beauty into somebody's life? How is this going to be just a really good story? Um, because I think that we really overlook that that power that a really good story can have. Um, you know, uh, just last week I went to go see that uh, movie that came out. I don't know if it's out in uh, uh, over where you're at, but um, oh yeah, uh, uh, Jojo Rabbit. And oh no, I've heard of that. It's really good. It's one. It's freaking hilarious. But the it it packs a really powerful emotional punch. And when I left the theater, I felt like this is just an absolutely amazing story. Mm. Um, and and you know, it left me floating for the whole day. And I think that that's uh, something that we really underestimate. So in, in writing and wanting to pursue this, I don't think that it's ever going to be something that I'll, I'll ever give up. I think I'm always going to be writing um, just, you know, whether I do it professionally or whether I do it for myself. But I think that being an author is, is something that I want to pursue for the rest of my life. Um, you know, because of that reason that if if somebody comes across a really good story it can uh just enhance their life mm. well, yeah, i mean that's that's a beautiful way to put it i agree completely i mean you know i'm um you maybe see it slightly but i've got like tattoos and things and it's the star wars tattoos and i you know i oh, had a cool. connection yeah i mean i love i'm a massive star wars nerd and it's, it's probably one of the most mainstream things in, in the world at the moment but um my my dad and i um my dad passed away like six years ago now so it's i used to watch stars with him as a kid a lot so it's kind of like that connection is not only do i love styles because i think it's amazing but also i've got that connection and that's a story you know styles is just this big story universe thing and watching these movies you kind of throw you in the universe again i mean all the books and whatever but it is that it's the air of escapism that some people want and need is that kind of you know if you've had a rubbish day uh, you know you can watch whatever styles read your book or any, you know any of these sorts of forms of media where someone's put you know passion in and world building and these sorts of things and you get immersed in it and you some of the the things that aren't as pleasant in one's life you can kind of not think about that much at that time and it does help relieve the stress and sometimes you know you can have a really stressful day then you read a book or, or watch a movie or anything like that and you come out of it and you go i actually feel a lot better now the, the, the issue's still there but it's just the the perspective has shifted on that and i want to ask with jojo rabbit is that the one where it's the boy whose imaginary friend is hitler and he's like the is, is that that one yeah, yeah yeah that's the one yeah yeah, yeah, because that's made by a director called uh, Takai Watiti, and he's one of my favorite directors. He made um, he made Thor Ragnarok, if you've seen that, oh. um, and he made The Hunt for the Wildebeest, and boy, they're th- some of the films I know of his. Have you seen any of those? Uh, I, You know what? I haven't. Um, just uh, this one's the first one I've seen of his, mm. and uh, a friend of mine who came with me to the theater she was uh, she was reading up on the movie and she said, oh, hey, he's actually the same guy who played... Oh, wait a minute. Um, yeah, he's the same guy who played Hitler. Mm-hmm. So the, the guy who plays Hitler actually directed it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I think that... Uh, and first of all, he's the best guy to have played it. Um, I don't think that there was you know, a better actor just because the movie's great. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's the only movie of his that I've seen. Oh, that's fair. Enough. I'd, uh, obviously, Thor Ragnarok, if you haven't seen the other Avengers movies, and if that's not you're really jammed, then you don't need to watch that. But I'd say, from what I know about Jojo Rabbit, and if you like the sort of uh, real, I call them people movies, in a sense, you know, the ones that aren't <sighs> Avengers are superhero, you know, Blair Witch is horror, you know, I think it's a comedy. But when you get one of those films, which is just, it's just kind of about people. It's it's just, it's Jojo Rabbit's a bit more silly, a bit more extreme stuff going on, because obviously the time period and stuff. But like, the sort of films where nothing 
Nothing like big happens necessarily. It's just about humans being people, you know. He's got the film is Hunt for the Wilder People, and I really, really recommend it. It was his film, and it's it's just absolutely incredible. It's heartwarming. It's fun. It's funny. It's it's got Sam Neill, who's in Jurassic Park, and Peaky Blinders, and a few other things. Um, but it was on Netflix for a while, but I know American Netflix is different to English Netflix, so I don't know. But yeah, if there's anything to take away from that, um. Look him up on IMDb or whatever, Takaiwa TT, or look up Jojo Rabbit and then go from there. And I think you'd really, really enjoy some of his films. And, and I'm glad that you like Jojo Rabbit because I've been kind of excited for that film for a while, but I've, because it's quite a smallish film, I couldn't remember when it was coming out or anything. So now you've mentioned it, I'm going to have to keep an eye out for that because I really, <laughs> really want to watch that. And what sort of, what other, out of interest, uh, I know obviously you're much more a traveler and a, a writer and things, so I'm not sure how much. Uh, I know when I meet a lot of people who are really passionate about stuff, um, they don't always spend every day watching movies and tv series and etc but are there any sort of movies or tv series or anything either that you're watching at the moment that you think is really cool or things that have influenced you like i know you mentioned um sort of the books and things that uh, influenced you um but is there any sort of movies or tv series that have kind of really you know, thrilled you um i i don't watch uh, uh tv series too much um for the most part i just read mm. um but uh Actually, I'm 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 on a bit of a, a fiction fast right now while I'm writing because I just uh, I want to make sure that um, what's coming out of my head is just completely original. I mm-hmm. you know people can think whatever, but um, one book that I, I really enjoy is All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Doerr. Right. Um, that's just one that I I read I read fairly recently, and it, it is in a sense it's it is a people book. It is a people movie. Um, and it is a little bit like Jojo rabbit in the sense that it talks about world war two and, and the, the Hitler youth side of it as well. Mm. Um, but that book is just one of probably one of the best books I've, I've ever read because it, it goes into, um, you know, I think that one of the things that a lot of classic books have that can be a deterrent is that when they do start talking about, things are a bit specific, they go extremely in detail. <laughs> so if you're reading, you know, if you're reading Moby Dick, right, they'll talk about, you know, all the species of whales and all the history, right? And um, I think that that worked for that time, because if you got a book, you know, and you were going to go right across the West, uh, you know, on a wagon, that, you know, that would be all your entertainment, that would be the movie series, effectively. Mm-hmm. And I think that this book uh, does that in that same classical way, but in a, in a very entertaining um, and meaningful way, it doesn't seem like fluff. It adds a lot of uh, meaning to the knowledge and to the research. Mm. Um, and actually, the the author I listened to an interview that he did. Excuse me, and uh, he said that it took him just ten years to research the book, not even just to write it. Whoa. And and yeah, and it's it's absolutely incredible. So it's it's one of those books that I've read where I think yeah, you know, I I get that feeling. That's like okay, yeah, that just confirms why i want to write um so that's what i really highly recommend um as far as films go i really enjoy quentin tarantino's films yes um you know, he's just an absolute master of storytelling um i haven't seen the new i haven't seen uh, once upon a time in hollywood have you seen that uh, i have i have actually and uh that one um you know going back to history it's one of those ones uh you know i, I went with some friends who weren't so much history nuts mm. so every couple of minutes i was like oh wait a minute i know who that character is you know because it's a person based in history like, what the hell are you talking about you know who's this person um so it's you know i think that um you know not not to blow uh the the story but no, of course once not. upon a time in hollywood um something that i like that quentin tarantino does is he you know that that movie it focuses on it focuses on uh some of the manson murders that uh, mm. charles manson did um, in the sixties. And what I like that he does is that he revisits and revises history and says, Hey, you know, what if this were to happen in this alternate timeline, what would this look like? Mm. Um, kind of like what he did with, with Inglorious Bastards. Um, so I think that that knowing history and being able to play with it also is, is really fun as well. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino, um, all the light we cannot see, a lot of work by, by Paolo Coelho. If you're looking for some stories that are more, um, you know, about, about people in a sense where they, but it goes really deep. That's really, he's a, just an absolute great author when it comes to that sense of uh, uh, going down to a very characters, you know, just 
um, not to sound like a, like a yoga mom, but just uh, like down to the character's essence. Mm. Um, and I think that that's, you know, I have a lot of respect for a, a writer who can do that. Um, and he's one of the ones who I think just has uh, a really great command of being able to do that. Mm. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, Tarantino is one of my uh, favorite uh, directors as well. I think what he does on cinema is amazing. I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, unfortunately, but I've seen most of his other films. I've got them all on box set. It's just, you know, finding the time. because also, They're all such long movies. It's like, I do want to watch these. But I'm trying to keep up to date with other stuff and obviously Star Wars things and all, this, all sorts of other things. And my girlfriend wants to watch uh, Harry Potter again sometime soon. It's like, we've both seen them so many times, but it's like, <laughs> just she, like, I made her watch all the Star Wars films uh, in the excitement for episode nine. So she's like, well, now you know I mean. Now you have to watch all the Harry Potter films. It's like I do really like the Harry Potter films, but it's a lot of time to invest. I'm not quite happy about it. <laughs> but, yeah, with the uh, movies and uh, like books and things, uh, one book that um, I read when I was younger that uh, really changed my perspective. It wasn't a fiction book, actually. It's non-fiction. It's um, autobiographical, and it's called the Heroin Heroin Diaries by Nikki Six. And um, <clears throat> I won't go into too much, but basically, it's just it's a as a bassist and songwriter for a band called Motley Crue, who obviously is a huge glam rock band uh, in the 80s and onwards. Uh, he's also in another band now called 6AM. And essentially, he was addicted to heroin in the 80s really, really bad. He was spending tens of thousands of dollars on it a, a week just to keep this habit up. And he, in that, in a year or so that he was on it, he basically kept a, uh, a diary. He kept a, a diary just at that time. Uh, and then how long ago did he release the book? I think he released the book about 10 or 15 years ago now, which how long ago I more or less read it. I think I read it when I was like 13, 14. And um, yeah, it, he writes him and people who knew him from that time, like he writes in the book, I saw blah, blah, blah today. They were annoyed at me because I was strung out heroin, blah, 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 that sort of thing. And then it's got like that chapter. And then afterwards it's got like the afterthought of him now looking on, cause now he's like however many years sober and he hasn't touched the stuff and blah, blah, blah. But then also people around him who said like, Oh yeah, Nikki wrote in this book. Cause the guy's name is Nikki six. He's like, yeah, he wrote in this, in his diary at the time. Oh, he came in. He didn't know why everyone was annoyed at him for this thing. And then he left in a storm. No, what actually happened is he came in, threw up on the floor, was like shouting and screaming and doing all this crazy stuff. And it's like, and then Nikki six now was after because, yeah, I didn't remember any of that. So it's like that, <laughs> that book is really, it's really dark. Obviously, as you can tell by the, the sort of theme and it's him, his addiction with heroin, trying to get over it and, and struggling and then becoming clean and all that sort of stuff. And it's like a lot happens in that book. And it really changed my perspective on things in a weird way because of obviously regardless of my opinion on drugs or anything like these sorts of things i haven't been inside the mind of an addict obviously i'm not one i don't know anyone to my knowledge who's like an addict especially something that you know uh major but reading that book really just changed my perspective on how to view people because seeing someone who was really famous and rich it changed my idea of fame in a sense because when i was younger i was like yeah i want to be really rich and famous everyone know my name and you know walk off a plane and people scream my name because i was egotistical and stuff but then he writes it and it's like you know there's all this weight behind being famous there's all this other stuff to it and also there's the boredom but you've got unlimited money you can have whatever you want whenever you want so if you say i want heroin then they'll just get it for you and all this crazy stuff that i'd never thought of and it's right in the depth of the, the muddy waters of it and it changed my perspective so much because i viewed addiction i do i viewed fame and all these other things in different ways and i just think Without that book, genuinely, I'd be such a different person. And people, obviously, that book in itself is autobiographical. And I imagine that reason for the way it is, is, is like, is made in that specific way. It was meant to kind of give people this uh, view on those things. But other novels will have unexpected reasons for people really uh, finding comfort in them. Like me with Star Wars. I'm so into Star Wars and stuff. And, you know, reading a book about spaceships flying and blowing each other up, that's not gonna resonate with me in the same way that the heroin diaries will but being able to escape like i mentioned briefly earlier being able to escape and having that uh sort of going into that world it can have such a big impact on people and that what happens to the characters can really affect people in a way as well that i think that your book from all the sounds of things that could really hit home with people because you've got the sort of You've got the war element of it, which is obviously PTSD and things is still such a huge thing of today's society and stuff. And even people who've been through the war and haven't got PTSD, it's still a huge part of their lives. That mixing with the importance of travel and things and having a perspective shifted and things, and especially being to, to obviously from where he was going all the way to, I think it was Morocco, I think you said, which is the main where the story right. was. Yeah. yeah. So like that that huge amount of change in things people reading your book even if the intention isn't necessary to have someone have this big epiphany in their life 
the contents of the book, the story, the escapism, and every intertwining piece, that connecting together can really make such a wholesome experience for someone. I think it's just, it's incredible that you're not only you've released this, uh, but also that, you know, you're going to hopefully release more and more for the world. And I just think that's something that's amazing. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And that's, you know, that's, that's the goal. I, um, I love what you said. You know, I'm not hoping for anybody to have a, a wild epiphany while they're reading one of my books. Uh, you know, I just like them to, you know, um, just just read a good story and enjoy it. Um, and and going back to what you're saying about the about the heroin diaries, I think that when you, you know, for me, my version of that was the Wolf of Wall Street, right? You know, mm, those one of those yes. movies that you think, oh my God, you know, this guy's just, you know, first of all, when he breaks the fourth wall and you get a real good look into his head. It's one of those movies that shows, hey, you know, maybe, you know, it's it shows, you know, the double-sided nature of, of power and money and all those things. Um, and I think that that uh, one of the great powers of autobi- autobiographies is that you realize how interesting people's lives are. Now, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't want to have lived uh, a life where I write a book called The Heroin Diaries. Um, <laughs> but I think that you can sort of dip your toe in that water and experience something to a degree where you can going back to the empathy thing where you can sort of exercise empathy and, and understand what he went through, you know, and because of that, of that book and because of, uh, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street, you know, my example is you, you get to taste these different things. Um, and that's what I love about uh, autobiographies is I think that they kind of bridge that gap um, between, you know, like uh, the information of a textbook and the thrill of a novel and sort of like the strangeness of the world and the depth of character is they, you know, you get both of those. Is you get, um, actually right now I'm doing research for this book and I'm, I'm reading an autobiography. So I, you know, I, this is right on the top of my tongue. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, I think that, that people's lives, um, you know, it's at least for me, one of the reasons, one of the, one of the things I go back to when I'm trying to come up with an idea is I like to think, what's someone's life story that we've never heard about that we wouldn't ever think of that's possible that would just blow your mind. (laughs) And if you go to history and if you, you know, read books like that, or if you read, uh, you know, watch a movie like um, the Wolf of Wall Street or, or any kind of other movie, you can, you can draw from that and you can go, Hey, you know, maybe the whole book doesn't, you know, I can, I don't need to draw from the whole experience, but maybe just that one moment where he did come in and, you know, he thought nothing happened, you know, when actually he was doing all this crazy stuff, you can use that in a story. Um, or you can, you can draw inspiration from it. Um, so that's, uh, you know, one of the great, one of the great things about writing is that uh, you, know, you can use it in, and also just creativity. You can use it in so many different facets, more than just, you know, novel writing or nonfiction. You can go, Hey, this is my life. I live, you know, a crazy, a crazy life. Here's all these things that you may not know. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of that, that pulling you behind the curtain and showing you a different world. That's uh, one of the things I just love about autobiographies. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. I, I went through a little phase of just reading loads of autobiographies. Like I wrote, uh, I read part of Slash's autobiography, Slash being the yeah. general with the top hanging guns of roses uh, for <laughs> listeners who aren't, uh, aren't as well diverse in the rock world. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, some of them, I went for a big binge of, of them because I had only really been reading fiction up to that point. I mean, that was obviously when I was an early teenager. When I was only reading fiction. I was like, I don't really understand why I want by autobiographies. I don't care about anyone else's life, blah, teenage angst. And, um, and so I, I read these uh, mainly pop uh, maybe rock stars books and things and all the stuff they went through and it is is a perspective shifter and things and it's it's with these i i was going to say something really specific and that has now gone out of my head and (laughs) now i feel like a dunce which is really good i'm right in the middle of a thought and it was all building up to uh, something and it's gone that's very strange and i do apologize for completely railroading that but um, no no no, it's all good it's all good uh you know I'll, i'll i'll save you for a minute so you can think um but uh, yeah, like on the on the you know sort of binging certain topics, mm. um, you know something that I love is that when you when you get to read books or you get to you know not not to not to weigh a lot about history, but something that I love about when you study history is that you can you can develop this really large picture of humanity and every little piece of history that you get. It's not just a random fact; it's a it's a little piece that you can add to the puzzle. Um, so if you were to, you know, get the, get the 
the the dates and times of the stories of of the the you know the the heroin diaries right if you were to sort of ask yourself what period and what uh world did that exist in and let's just say okay it's you know it's the 80s you know it's in um you know i don't know what town he was in but you can get that time period and insert that story into that mm. and then if you know you go travel there with your girlfriend or you go travel there or you see it in a movie and it's in the 80s at least for me what pops into my head in the background is oh this is kind of the same you know like this is the same star system this is the same universe as uh what happened with this with this guy that i read a book about and even if it may be fake or if it's real if it's fiction or nonfiction, you can kind of mix and blend and you can build this this large picture this large perspective of the world and in, in history no exactly and it's as you're saying uh, before is one thing that it's reminded me is um with with these individuals as you say like with a certain books and certain um sort of even whether it's fiction or non-fiction it's like stories of people who have never asked for their stories to be told you know what i mean so that sort of it can bring it can shed a light on things that you wouldn't consider you'd even wanted to know in a sense and, and that's one of the things i love about a lot of museums you go to you go to certain ones where um you get eyewitness accounts of people who were there or you get sort of some other things that were, were there essentially and you're like that I didn't even know I wanted to know that person's perspective, but now I do. And and as you said uh, slightly previously, is one of the things I love about this show, my podcast, obviously I speak to, relatively speaking, a different person each episode. And I wouldn't be able to talk to these people if I didn't have this this medium, obviously connected with you due to it and connected with loads of other people as well. And it's my, my show's tagline is honest conversations with interesting people. And it's kind of one of those things where it's almost like a tongue-in-cheek thing because everyone is an honest person, is an interesting person everyone you know it doesn't matter what anyone thinks their life has been anyone can talk for an hour about their life about interesting stuff that's happened to them that's not quite as simple as my podcast is obviously but you, you get i got that thing where i was like when i was first starting out i was doing it with people i knew a lot more and people was in person and as the show kind of grew a bit more i managed to do people for international chats and it's like there are i could i could almost anyone i know i could sit them down and have a good conversation for at least an hour with pretty much anyone just about a subject they're interested in and potentially part of their life and as i get older and as i see with traveling it becomes more apparent as we've discussed and when you go through history as well it becomes more interesting is that every person has their own story and perspective and one way i would kind of lateralize it uh lateralize is probably the wrong word rationalize it uh for people is the world is going on with nature and everything else is happening it's all happening okay and obviously most of it is not being recorded even though now we're recording a lot more stuff a lot of it isn't being recorded and the way i visualize it in a sense is what life actually means is that it's all about the memories you collect and the moments you experience and at the end of the day when you're on your deathbed or however it is you pass to whatever the next step is is that you are your memories that's the thing that holds you as who you are and it's the moments that are worth living for and traveling and you know when you i've climbed up a there's a mountain in wales called snowden and i, I took a several hours to climb up in it was snowing and everything and it got to basically the top and when you're at that top none of the struggle of thinking of how you it took you to get up there is apparent in that moment in that moment you're just i've accomplished something i'm at the top of this mountain it's, it's amazing it's incredible and i think that the the struggle can never be undervalued of doing things like that but the actual once you get to the point you want once you've read the you know writing your book and it took several years to get everything kind of the wheels in motion once you release it the moment where you're holding your book you're top of the mountain is like it it's, it's intoxicating because you've got it's it's the moments that make you make life important you know oh yeah 100 percent and you know, something that I do, and, and I know this might seem me uh, egotistical a little bit, is that um, I'll, you know, if I'm if I'm writing my book and I'll feel a little bit of self-doubt or whatever, I, I try to go back and think, hey, you know, I've, I've done this before. This is what I did. Um, so, yeah, no, I think that in, in life you have to, you have to draw from the past as well, you know, and, you know, pull from those things that you've done. And when you get to the top of that mountain, um one of the things that makes it so sweet is the fact that you earned it. You got to the top. It was snowing. It was cold. Uh, you know, you made it to the top. And that, you know, I bet you that not the entirety of that journey was as in, enjoyable as just being there, mm. being there on, on the top of the mountain. Um, and I'm a huge, I'm a huge believer in that shortcuts, uh, you know, especially after you see a movie like The Wolf of Wall Street, um, shortcuts aren't always great. And I think that if, you know, you go about your life thinking about, you know, how can I sort of dodge this inconvenient thing or that or whatever, 
yeah, you know, you may you may get what you want, but you'll sort of be robbing yourself of the thing that adds the meaning to the the view of the mountain, uh, the the view of being on top, sort of the consistency of having just to walk up there. So yeah, I'm 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 a huge believer in that, and that you know you you have to um, learn to enjoy those things that aren't enjoyable. Learn to enjoy, enjoy the unenjoyable. Um, because in a sense, they are all building up to your experiences and they are adding meaning to your memories. Um, and I, I think you and I are similar in a sense. That I, I completely agree with what you said that we are our memories and that, um, you know, I not, I'm, I'm not a morbid person, but I do think about sort of, you know, the, the end of the day kind of question, uh, you know, and just because it makes me think of what's important, um, it, it really helps me keep a perspective. And when you look back and think, what could I do today? Like if you're ever having a, a, you know, everybody has this. I think this is a great question to ask if you're having a not so good days to think, what could I do today that, you know, I could look back on and, and, and be proud of. And uh, you know, I could make a memory out of this. that could be meaningful. Um, so I think that looking back and, and memories and realizing that this is just a point in our lives um, and, and, and being grateful for it is, is just huge. I couldn't agree with you more in that regard. And I think um, what you were saying exactly wraps up with something that I've uh, said, I think, on this podcast before, which is struggle breeds character. That that's, that's what it is. And it's like, you know, as you say exactly right, taking the shortcut, it's a shortcut for a reason a lot of the time. You know, you could, you know, if you could just, if I could just click my fingers and I appear at the top of Mount Snowden, it's like, well, it looks quite cool. But it's like, that's not, that isn't. That isn't what I'm doing it for. I'm not doing it for the view. You're doing it to accomplish something. And I think when it comes to creative outlets, I mean, be it obviously my podcast or um, your books or anything like that, is that this part with, I want to preface with the podcast, this part of the podcast is very enjoyable. This is what I live for is the conversation is that I, I love that part. That's what makes it meaningful for me. And then right at the very opposite end of it, which is when I've released it to people and other people find it exciting and interesting. Whereas the middle when I'm sitting at home on a Sunday afternoon editing it or putting things together and having to post on social media just to make sure people can find the show and et cetera, all these different things. It's like, that's the stuff I hate, but it makes it so much more satisfying when I release that finished product every week or whatever. And I think with you having that book, I mean, it's such a, it's such a longer and a higher investment without the release as much, but because I release mine every week. And so it's kind of that little bit of struggle, a good amount of uh, gratification but with you it was like such a huge amount of struggle but then the gratification once the book was out um from it being released people you know reviewing it and saying they loved it and all these sorts of other things it it's not the reason you do it but obviously it makes it the reason you do it is for you as you stated it's you write a book because you want to and that is one of the things i like most of it individuals such as yourself who are inspiring in that sense of like do something for you do it as you're being the priority in a sense of if it's an endeavor that is for yourself you know writing a book shouldn't be about getting famous it should be because you want the world to get this thing you're putting out and i think that what you're doing in that regard both being an author and also your just general outlook in life is it's it's invaluable in all honesty yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, sort of going back to, um, you know, struggle bre- uh, struggle makes character. I think that, uh, you know, the, the big payoff for me in writing is, is, you know, the two big things that I just absolutely enjoy is I love, I love it when someone uh, comes across something that I read and they go, this made me feel this way. And I, you know, th- I, I absolutely loved it. And of course, you know, it's, it's, it's not so much that I'm an egomaniac, but um I, I love the feeling of, you know, just knowing that someone, someone enjoyed it and that, you know, that makes it all worth it. Um, and something that I, that I try to do while I'm writing is, is, is make it enjoyable as I'm doing it. Um, because I, I, I try to enjoy that journey. Um, because, you know, there's this, there's this one, uh, uh rock band that I listened to, um, called Demon Hunter, and one of the I like Demon Hunter. Oh, Funny awesome. enough. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so so you might know the song. Um, one of the one of the lyrics is uh, "Life is a path, uh, death is a destination." Mm, and okay, yeah. I think that that's you know if you sort of break that down, I think that you'll find life, you'll find you know sort of that that you know that that bliss that we all look for in the doing of something. 
um, and you'll so, and you'll find like the bittersweet joy of it in in when you get the end product. Mm. And for me, that's exactly how it is with with writing. You know, whenever I write, it's um, you know when I'm sitting down and I'm just doing this thing that only me and uh, uh, you know all, that only I know about because I'm creating this world that I'm the only one looking into it. It's that it's it's like I'm I'm going on this journey. I'm going on this path. Um, and a lot of the reward, I try to seep as much of the reward in in, in the actual doing it, um, because I think that you could just get caught up in in trying to get the reward, um, and and not enjoying the journey as much. And that can you know that can be unhealthy. But if you look at it as, you know, I, th- I think of it, it's a lot like work. You know, if you think, hey, I'm going to spend a lot of my a lot of my life doing this. I might as well enjoy it, right? You know, this is going to be a, a good portion of my life. You know, let's let me do something that, or at least look at it in a way, um, and and choose my perspective in a little bit where it will, you know, I don't have to be at a ten, you know, all day, but I can at least it can at least be meaningful for me. Um, so I think that you know, in regards to writing for me, I try to on the days that are tough. Uh, you know, where, um, you know, maybe the words aren't coming as easy or I'm having self-doubt or whatever. I just try to think, you know, this is going to add to the, the end payoff, so to speak. Um, when someone does read my book and, and, and they enjoy it and they get something out of it. Um, and of course there's always the element of, of, you know, you, of, of, of just pushing through it as well. You know, you do have to actually, you know, go and do it and it is unpleasant, but, um, I always try to, to, you know, whenever I'm going through something like that, I just try to um, make sure that I remember it. So mm-hmm. then when someone does read the book, I go, Hey, you know, I, I push through that. And it's, um, it's very, it's very life affirming. Mm. Yeah, it's a very way, a good way of putting it, life affirming. And um, yeah, I've got a, a few more uh, things to ask, but we're getting near the sort of the hour and a half mark. So we'll start to wrap up. We've still got a few more things to discuss and things, but I did want to quickly check. I was looking up uh, demon hunter, which uh, album I've heard. Cause I do like them. I, I've, they're not like one of my favorite bands and stuff. I've, um, I, I appreciate them and they've got an album, it's a second one called Triptych and they've got mm. um, Undying, Relentless Intolerance, Deteriorate. There are a few tracks that I've, I really like that album. It's quite one of the earlier ones. Um, so glad that you like the similar sort of music. That's cool to hear. But um, yeah, uh, that's, that's off that. I was going to say, um, your your perspective in life uh, is is very pleasantly optimistic in a good way. And it's not, it doesn't come across, it, it come across as preachy or anything like that. And you do not come across as arrogant in any way, quite, quite definitely the opposite. Um, being like that, obviously having the optimistic, uh, perspective and things we discuss, you know, so part of it comes from traveling and things like that. Also having, being hardworking and those sorts of other things as well. But I want to ask, um, it's slightly more personal, but in your general life, do you uh, do you find exercising a lot? Do you meditate? Is is there something that you do as an individual in your life which really helps you have that calmness? Obviously, there's the thinking about good thoughts and being grat- you know, grateful about those sorts of things, which obviously everyone I would hope tries to do, um, and I do myself as well. But like you know, some days if I have a really rough day, I can go for a run or I can meditate. I can. There's a few different things I do. I didn't know if there's anything in particular that you like doing or even gratitude journals or any of that sort of stuff uh yeah i do um i i do exercise i find that uh you know exercising it gets you it gets you out of your head because you know it makes you know if you're if you're running and your calves are hurting you that pain is very real <laughs> there's no you know there's no um you know there's no denying it i think that when you you, know, you can use it as an outlet to build character because i think it's an actual physical representation of what you said about that, you know, struggle builds character. You're physically struggling. And I think that some people can think, you know, Oh, if you like to exercise, you're like, Oh, okay, whatever. To me, it's more than just, you know, health or, or getting a workout in or whatever. I like it because it it does help build character and it does help um, reaffirm these things that, you know, Hey, if I push through the pain, I'll get this great feeling at the end. Um, So I, I, I do, I do get a lot of joy out of exercising, but, um, in regards to just, you know, keeping a, a, a healthy mindset, something I like to do is I just do thought exercises. Mm. Uh, so if I'm, if I'm driving, I like to think, Oh, you know, right in sort of this kind of like, you know, if you're playing with, uh, you know, kind of like with history, if you think, Oh, this is an alternate version of it. I like to think, Oh, right now, you know, I could have just gotten in an accident and I would never would have known. Mm. And I like to do these little things all day that just, just ground me and, um, 
just try to put things in, in perspective. I so I do a lot of things like that. So whenever you know I, I say goodbye to someone, uh, you know, this may sound morbid, but I try to think, you know, I want to say goodbye to them. I want to treat them as though this is the last time I'm gonna see them. And I want to make this as worthwhile for them as as possible. And either, you know, whether I it would be the last time I see them or the last time they see me. So I try to play around with ideas like that. And I find that that really helps me because uh some some days you know you'll try to do it and it won't work and other days it'll just click and it will change your whole day uh because you're you're playing around with these ideas so something i like to do is i read a lot of stoic literature so i read a lot of meditations and a lot of things by ryan holiday hmm. um his book uh the god I, I i've got it here but i forgot the name <laughs> um there's a great book that he he wrote um it's called something is the path not actually but i'm just forgetting that first word and i think that one of the things that stoicism talks about that that is very you know just resonates with me as a person is this you know one it's empathy and it's gratitude but it's also you know you you can become more aware of meaninglessness in certain things and be more aware of meaningful things as well so if you think oh hey you know that person cut me off you know you can think okay you know that's that's a meaningless thing no big deal and you can become uh, more in control of yourself and you know, when you do that, your life's actually happier. And I think that one of the biggest misconceptions about stoicism is that they think that it's about shutting off emotion. And I think that it's actually just, you know, when you do feel something, just be more aware of where it's coming from and ask yourself, hey, you know, do I actually want to feel this right now? And if the answer is no, then go, okay, hey, you know, I'll, I'll feel this other way, you know, in a way that'll be more, more productive for what I'm trying to do and for, you know, who I'm spending time with. So those are just a couple of things that I do, you know, you know, the exercising and the the philosophy and just those um, thought experiments. Mm, that's a very healthy way of doing it. And those those thought experiments are not, you know, obviously from what you've been reading with stoicism and stuff, obviously it interconnects. But it's like you, know, you did briefly mention it about meditation and things, and it's like you know, I'm not saying everyone should meditate and it works for everyone, obviously, but meditation right. is just a form of introspection in a sense of and kind of almost in a sense organizing your thoughts and basically the way you've described uh, how you kind of think about things is, is very similar to how I kind of think about things partially from where I was meditating uh, previously and things like that where it's just exactly as you said you know I'm this person's been a dick you know why have they done that you know rather than just immediately having that knee-jerk reaction of being aggressive or hostile back or anything like that you think okay why are they like that how does it does it really affect me that much like when i don't really get road rage like pretty ever you know but i know some people <laughs> do and it's just like if someone drives like a dick the only thing i'm like is like you shouldn't drive like that because i'm worried you're gonna hurt someone else but once they're out of your vision the field of view it's like i'm not gonna let them through my day like they're yeah. not it, it's the worst thing is if like i've had with friends before where they've they've been cut off and then they're angry for that the whole day and you're like this dude cut you off that's bad enough as it is but you've also let him ruin your whole day it's like just right. try and rise above it and it's that's exactly the kind of thing you're saying it's brilliant yeah no i i completely agree with that and um you know i'm on the same level that i don't you know it's very it's very hard for me to get angry over something like that and when you have control of it, not not have control, but when you realize that there are, there are only certain things that you can control, which is something that stoicism talks about a lot. It goes, hey, you know, if you can't control other people cutting you off, why let it bother you? You know, the only thing that you can control is, you know, is, is your actions and, and what you think. You know, you can't control the outcome. And I think that that's actually a philosophy that I do apply to writing. I think I, you know, in, in, the, in the publishing world, you could write the most well-researched, the most, you know, outlined book, the, you know, the one with the best dialogue, whatever. You could have Stephen King autograph it. Um, and at the end, you know, the, the outcome is, is unpredictable. Nobody could read it or it could be the best book ever. Hmm. Um, so in a sense, uh, and, and you could work for it, you know, like, like Anthony Doerr did for a decade or like I did for a half a decade and, and nobody could read it. And I think that it goes back to that, that sense of enjoying the journey and controlling what you can control, which is, you know, how much effort you put into something, how much you enjoy it, um, and, and doing something selfless. Um, and, you know, you think, okay, hey, you know, uh, somebody, you know, leaves a bad review or if they, uh, uh, you know, something ha happens outside of my control. I don't know, it rains, I get wet, my phone's ruined, right? You can think, oh, okay, that sucks. Or you can think, hey, this is something that I can't control. I'm not going to let it ruin my day. Um, so that's a that's a philosophy that I I try to stick to a lot. I think that's that's almost the perfect way to end it. Essentially, I mean, that's 
You've hit the nail on the head. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> precisely. I couldn't agree with you more. So um, just to wrap things up a bit, um, if you want to say, um, I'll include links and in stuff in the description, but I'd say if you want to say um, where people can find you social media wise, uh, your website, the obviously the blog website as well, uh, and everything else you want to mention, I'll get you to send me links and stuff so people can pick up Caravan, etc. Um, I want to ask, um, is ca- can you get Caravan in um, audiobook format? Uh, and also, as well as answering all those questions, uh, a final, if there's anything else you want to add, just as a kind of final statement or anything. Sure, yeah. So uh, it's it's not an audiobook yet. I do want to get an audiobook in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of right now, it's just an ebook and a paperback. Mm, okay. uh, and it, it's available everywhere. So, uh, you know, if you're in Europe or, or anywhere where you can have Amazon or some other sites as well, it's all over the place. Um, you can you can get it. Best place to find me on social media is at uh, Adam DeColbus on Instagram. I go live once a week on Wednesdays and I, I talk about what I'm reading and I'm writing and things like that. And I just try to uh, uh, interact with, the com- with, with, with my readership and my community and talk with them. Oh, and yeah, for your last question, man, I just want to say thanks so much for having me on. This has been just an absolute pleasure talking with you. No worries. It's, it's been so much fun chatting with you as well, man. And um, yeah, when you have your next book uh, coming out and things, whenever that uh, may be, just hit me up. I'll have you on again. We can sort of do another little uh, promo run for the uh, for the book as well. And I'd love to hear it and things. And then, yeah, it, it has been really, really cool talking to you. And in all honesty, I'm like motivated now for the rest of the day because <laughs> your, your outlook on life, I just think, is is a breath of fresh air that a lot of people need. It's good to be you know, healthy. It's good to have your passion and do what you want to do and to try and give off a good message. And I think if some, if everyone just did that a bit more, the world would be such a good place. And I think that, you know, you with your books as well as your just general outlook is really helping bring that forward. So I, I thank you as well for not only coming on the show, but being you. It's amazing. I really appreciate that, man. Thanks a lot. No, it's all. Thanks. And that's the end of the podcast. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. Um, as I said, you know, all of Adam's sort of details and things are going to be in the description. So be sure to check that out. Check out Caravan. Keep up to date with him. Check out some of the other podcasts he's done as well. You know, I mentioned in part one, the Canned Air podcast that he featured in, uh, which is a pretty cool podcast as well. So, you know, check both that podcast and Adam's appearance on it out. Um, coming up, um, I have recorded an episode with uh, a couple of people today um it was like a new podcast essentially and they're friends of mine so that'll be coming up before christmas and we speak about christmas films a little bit and that sort of thing so it'll kind of be like a christmas episode um it's probably going to be a two-parter as well um but before that um for the next two weeks i can't remember if i've said it before it may be on social media by now um but essentially myself um genuine chit chat comics in motion and vhs strikes back which are both done by chris and dave i've had both chris and dave on genuine chit chat before uh, a little while ago and i appeared on comics in motion doing a review of dread um so yeah vhs strikes back comics in motion genuine chit chat uh, and a gentleman called scott from the 20th century geek podcast so we've just basically done we've recorded four no we've recorded three out of the four podcasts that we're doing um the first one is going to be i think out today when this episode drops it should already be out um it's going to be the uh comics emotion on vhs's feed it's a full in-depth review on uh, star wars as in a new hope um so the four of us talk about that then coming up is going to be scott is going to release on 20th century geek um a whole discussion on the original trilogy so including empire and return of the jedi and then another discussion regarding the prequel uh trilogy so we all talk about that we all slightly different opinions and everyone who's a fan of the show knows i'm a massive star wars nerd um and then on my show um so here in genuine chit chat where you can expect i think it's going to be next week actually is part one um, we haven't actually recorded my part yet we'll record that next week so fingers crossed nothing goes wrong um it's going to be a discussion on sort of what's happened so far on the sequel trilogy so uh force awakens and last jedi in fact i'm due to watch uh force awakens again tonight uh after the first time watching it in a little while and then we're going to be doing as well as sort of reviewing episode seven and eight we're also going to be doing speculation on episode nine so that's the big things that's coming up essentially it's going to be a big four podcast collaboration coming up two of the episodes are going to be on my feed two are going to be on the 20th century geek feed and uh, one of them's going to be on both the comics of motion and the vhs strikes back feed so all of those sort of channels are going to have some sort of uh, stuff to do with that i'd say listen to comics emotions first which should be uh, today um or vhs strikes back vhs strikes back is basically just retro movies comics emotion is movies that have comics with it that's really basically the difference between the two shows so if you like a movie go and check uh, those guys out um 
So yeah, that's what's going to be coming up. Next two weeks is going to be Star Wars stuff and intertwined with this sort of collaboration, like the journey to the Rise of Skywalker, in a sense. Um, and then after that, it's going to be a podcast with a couple of friends of mine who are starting their own podcast or by that episode releasing will have already started it. Uh, and then I believe there'll be a break at Christmas because I usually tr- I don't really like to do too much work between Christmas and New Year. It's kind of my favorite time of year. So I like to just chill and not do anything. So I probably won't release an episode then. Um, but I have got an episode with Janine Mercer um, of the Odd Entity podcast. I've got a two-parter recorded with her uh, all about sort of death and the macabre and the weird and all kinds of strange things like that. So that's going to be coming in the new year. I also believe I'm going to be recording an episode with Reese at some point coming soon, uh, which I don't know what that'll be about in particular, probably some morality questions, this, that, and the other. Um, I've got someone else from my work who I'm going to be chatting with called Andy. He's just amazing and I love him. And uh, so he'll be coming on at some point early next year. I've got a collaboration with another podcast sorted. I've got maybe guesting on another two podcasts. I've got four guests already lined up for January, February. So you guys don't have to worry. It's This train is going to keep on going and keep on growing. And it really, really helps that all of you guys talking about the show with your friends, uh, sharing it amongst each other on social media or in real person. In real person. I just said that. Um, you know what I mean? It's I don't spend any money on advertising and there are running costs to the show like running the website and you know the podcasting equipment and the time I spend etc so sharing and that is basically the way you support the show at the moment and I'm thinking about opening up a Patreon at some point uh, but that's not on the cards at the moment yet it's going to be further down the line before I can figure out what I'm going to do with it but for now if you could share on social media in all those places um, it would just it would really mean a lot to me um yeah, I'm not going to go on about, too much about that because I'm not going to spend the next 10 minutes basically begging someone to share. Um, but just know it's it, it means a lot to me, especially if every review I read when people share it on Twitter or uh, Facebook or wherever, I do check it out when it notifies me. So I appreciate all you guys doing that. I can't see that happening. Um, and I have a really big back catalogue now. So there's so many different people I've spoken to. I'm sure there's going to be at least one thing people find. You know, the Church of Satan, uh, the Magister at the Church of Satan around episode 54 or something, uh, around the similar sort of episode, I think 54. 48 i think it was um the blind filmmaker named goff um, he's australian and he's blind and he, he directs and, and makes films which is insane to me and, and in a good way he's, he's a brilliant guy um you know I, i've had such a wide berth of people it's kind of hard to narrow it down so i've had the the comedian mike kaplan he came on quite a while ago i've had friends of mine on i've had scientists psychologists ceos filmmakers musicians authors life coaches i've had a lot so yeah I'm going to stop now. Anyone who listens normally knows this is the preamp. This is the amble. Ramble. Blah, 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 blah. There you go. And I'm, not going to, I'm going to keep that in. Even more evidence is the end of the show. Um, people who don't normally tune in, uh, the last bit, the outro, is just a ramble from me. I don't really like to heavily edit it too much. The intro is to grab people to make it sound like my show is good quality. The chat is normally pretty good quality. And then this end rambling in outro thing, I just blah. I just <laughs> basically verbally waterboard the mic <laughs> until I'm done. Um, so yeah, that's any new listeners that's what you can kind of get used to if you really like the show and you want to subscribe that's the kind of thing you've got coming intros clean and quick bulk of the chat which is obviously why you guys are all basically here uh and then this end bit where i just kind of ramble on about god knows what so um you know thanks as always for tuning in guys i appreciate each and every one of you especially any of you listening now which is right at the end of the podcast um hope you all have great times and i'll talk to all of you next week if you are fans of star wars if not it's probably gonna be two weeks from then so we shall see thanks guys